0: What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Another good one for you today as the NBA is just, it's gone crazy. I, it, we've all lost it. It's insane. Chaos reigns supreme. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are now Clippers. going to talk about that, how it affects the Warriors moving forward and the ripple effects from this massive move by the Clippers. That's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome in uh, to Locked On Warriors, your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's happening So, only two podcasts last week. Not a lot went on in the NBA. We were all waiting for Kawhi. And once it hit Friday, July 5th, you know, day after uh, the 4th, obviously. That's genius reporting on my part. I figured we wouldn't hear from Kawhi till Monday, at best. And, you know, I made jokes about him being as indecisive as I am about... uh, Just about everything, every decision I've ever made in my life. Because everybody, almost literally everybody had signed already. But Kawhi Leonard, he was still trying to figure it out and, you know, more power to him. Decide on your own terms. Friday night, 11 o'clock. I'm driving home. Look at Twitter. Don't look at Twitter and drive, you guys. That's my bad. But I see the report from Shams. Kawhi Leonard has chosen the Clippers. Last thing I expected was for him to make the decision Friday night. And I'm looking at Sham's account for about five minutes, making sure that it's not a fake account. I don't follow fake accounts, so how would one get into my timeline? Uh, I was shocked. Finally realized it's real. We're good to go. And then about two tweets later, Woj reports that the Thunder had also traded uh, Paul George to the Clippers. And so we basically get the entire picture of Kawhi wasn't just waiting to make his decision. He was waiting for the Clippers to make a move. And boy, did they. One hell of a move. They gave up a buttload, obviously. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But I want to talk about the Clippers first because, man, that's some boss moves right there for the Clippers also. I want to say... That I am ecstatic about the fact that Kawhi, Paul George, Kevin Durant, Kyrie all chose the teams that have actual front office infrastructure and have front offices and owners that have proven that they know how to put together a solid basketball team, a solid organization and have completed their rebuild, so to speak. Both the Nets and the Clippers made the playoffs last year. You know who didn't? The Lakers and the Knicks. So I I have no problem with players teaming up. I have no problem with players picking where they want to play. What I have a problem with is I I don't think the Lakers deserve to get LeBron James or Anthony Davis. The way they're failing upwards. So if they had continued, if players had continued to go to the Lakers continue to go to the Knicks, I would have been upset. Well, continue to go to Knicks, Knicks have never gotten anyone. But I would have been upset because these are two teams that don't deserve stars. Show me you can run your basketball team somewhat adequately. Show me you're an average team. I mean, the Lakers have done everything wrong and still ended up with LeBron and Anthony Davis. So I just want to say I'm really, I am very happy that they chose the Clippers who deserve it the way they've rebuilt. And same thing with the Nets and teams like the Knicks should take a take note you know the Knicks absolutely should have traded for Andre Guadalla and gotten that first round pick instead they go and spend hundred million dollars on three different power forwards so there's my mini rant on basically big city big name teams that don't deserve uh, the stars that they get, but anyways, back to the paul george trade i don't there was way too much involved for me to (laughs) accurately give you everything. But they did send Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Danilo Gallinari, I think four first-round picks and two pick swaps, which is massive haul. Biggest haul that's been sent out for a a superstar, uh, even bigger than the Anthony Davis trade. But oddly enough, I am more okay with the... Clippers making this move than I am with the Lakers making the move that they did because the Clippers still have, you know, a, a, a at least a half a cabinet full of assets where the Lakers, they cleared out all their assets to get Anthony Davis. The Clippers still have young players. They still have a couple of their own first round picks because in all these, uh, in the trade with all the picks they traded, a couple of them are Miami's that they were able to get through different trades. And by the way, one of those trades was taken on Mo Harkless and his final year at ten million dollars to get a first round pick. Mo Harkless is going to be a contributor for them unless they end up moving him again, which I don't think they will. But I'm just in awe of the Clippers and how they've rebuilt and how they got Kawhi and Paul George. And to me they are my pick, my favorite To win the finals. To be champs. I mean, let's just look at the roster that they have right now. Starting, I assume it'll be Patrick Beverly, Landry Shamit, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and, you know, we'll throw Zubats in there as uh, the starting center. Which, by the way, one questionable move they made is they signed Zubats to four years, 28 million. So he's making more than Kavon Looney, more than a lot of centers. But... One questionable move. One. I'll allow it. So we'll assume Zubac is starting. Coming off the bench, and this was the thing. I was When it initially happened, I was trying to remember all the players they had. For some reason, I forgot about Lou Williams, the 100-time six-man of the year. Montrezl Harrell, who's basically the runner-up for six-man of the year. Mo Harkless, who I just mentioned. Rodney Magruder, who they made a great move at the end of last season. He got waived by, I think it was the Heat. Man, the Heat are just stalking the, the Clippers. Uh, I forget exactly who it was. I think it was the Heat, whatever. He got waived at the end of the year, and it was after the deadline for playoff players to pick up players who can still, uh, are still allowed to play in the playoffs. They pick up Rodney Magruder end of the year, just stash him on their roster, knowing that they can get him next year. He'll be a piece next year. And he's a solid three-point shooter. He's going to be a nice bench piece for him. Uh, they signed him to, I think, $3 million this year. It just a a smart move by a smart front office. And I I mentioned front office and organization. I don't even if the Lakers got Kawhi Leonard, I wouldn't trust them to build around Kawhi and AD and LeBron. And part of that is because I don't trust them to build around AD and LeBron. And we'll get to that in a second with who they did get to try and build around them. It's uh, I'll just put it this way. It looks similar, similar to last year, minus the young guys. So I named just named nine players. as Jerome Robinson as well, who was a rookie last year. Who knows how good he, he will or won't be. We'll see. Uh, Fiondu Cabangeli, who was their... F- I think he went second round, maybe first round. But he was their draft pick this year, and he's looked good in Summer League. Who knows what that actually means. But he looks like he could be a player also. They are my favorites for sure. And if I'm Andre Guadalla, we'll see what happens. I know... The Grizzlies are looking to trade him, and they shouldn't be in a hurry to do anything. They have his contract. They have his rights. You know? Well, why would I buy him out? He can he can be on our team. He can be a leader on our team. But if he does get bought out, I'm going to the Clippers immediately. Not the Lakers. Not anywhere else. I'm going to the Clippers. Unless there's a team that will pay him. Because that's the thing. He can still, he can go double dip. Get his $16 million, $17 million from Memphis, and then move on to... I don't know, a team with cap space can pay him another $10 million. But if you're going to take a minimum contract, it's the Clippers all day. Going to take a break, come back. I want to get to how all of this affects the Warriors uh, moving forward. And it had immediate ripple effects. And we'll get to that in just a moment here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive-thru for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. ba da ba ba Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Cisco. Modern Modernization Today has the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Cisco. What up, everybody? Welcome back into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Just talking about the crazy... Crazy Kawhi signing with the Clippers and they trade for Paul George for about 100 draft picks and Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Danilo Gallinari, who, by the way, uh, Gilgis-Alexander is a hell of a player and major upside, could be a star, who knows. Gallinari, fine player, but I wouldn't be surprised if they try and flip him for something else uh, also. One of the funny things that Sam Presti said was, you know, Paul George came to us, told us he wanted this trade, and, you know, we didn't really have a choice. Uh, B.S. You definitely had a choice. You had a player under contract. It wasn't that you didn't have a choice. It's that the Clippers came to you with a godfather offer. Couldn't refuse. So the idea that, oh, you know, we just didn't want to have a disgruntled superstar. Baloney. You got an amazing offer for him, and you would trade anyone for that package of picks and players, so I'm not trying to hear that from Presty. You know, that's something for the the OKC fans to to justify it. Oh well, you know, he didn't uh, didn't have a choice. You know, didn't want to deal with a disgruntled superstar. Uh, isn't Russell Westbrook like disgruntled a hundred percent of the time? I'm just kidding. But on top of that, with the uh, Paul George move, there was a report that Westbrook and his representatives, his agents are talking to Presty about the next moves and possibly a Westbrook trade. But the thing is, I, man, I don't know who's trading for $40 million of Russell Westbrook for the next four years. I don't. Maybe the Knicks, if they decide to do something dumb, which they clearly could. Uh, I just, man, that is a tough contract to trade for a player who has his flaws, no doubt about it. But anyways, it's also just funny because, you know, they did the whole... Paul George did his whole recruitment documentary last year and coming back to OKC and they had a concert for me and and now he wants out. So anyways, whatever, doesn't matter. I will say, though, with the whole D'Angelo Russell deal for the Warriors, Paul George was someone who I kind of had an eye on. You know, the Warriors have always wanted Paul George for years until KD became a realistic option they were looking at Paul George, and I'm sure that never changed. Now, as far as potential negatives for the Paul George deal for the Clippers, you know, he's not the, the, the cleanest bill of health, almost 30, but as a secondary option to Kawhi, I mean, you do it every time, especially if you really thought that the Lakers had a good shot at getting them, getting Kawhi, not Paul George, then you, you know, you, you got to do it. So some people, they're not bashing the trade, but oh my God, it's the biggest trade ever. But like I said, the major difference is the fact that the Clippers still have a cabinet full of assets, a couple of their own picks, a bunch of young players, and not only young players, they also have guys like Montrezl Harrell, uh, who's making $6 million. They've got uh, Lou Williams making $8 million for the next, what, three years, two or three years, I think. So they have assets that they can move if necessary. But here's the other thing. The assets they have, as far as players go, incredibly valuable to them, the Clippers, to keeping them and having them be a part of this team. So, anyways, enough about the Clippers and Lakers. It was just a move that shook up the NBA. And some of the ripple effects that it had immediately for the Warriors was that the Lakers had to start filling their roster. And some of the players that they actually filled it with are Demarcus Cousins, who they signed for one year, three point five million, which Look, it's not the payday that he wanted. I don't know if he could have gotten a better payday somewhere else, but I'm glad he found a home <laughs> for next year at least, and he could be incredibly productive there, you know they needed they needed capable players they need someone who can create their own shot, and they have that with the Marcus Cousins now. I wouldn't be surprised if he is a a major factor uh in in their offense and their team moving forward. They also signed JaVale McGee, two years, $8 million for a player option on that second year. Uh, before the Warriors signed Willie Cauley-Stein, I thought JaVale might be an option for him. But personally, I'm taking Willie Cauley-Stein over JaVale every time because Willie Cauley-Stein is still 26, 25, 26. I think he turns 26 during the season and still has upside where JaVale, we know who he is, and Willie Cauley-Stein is a little little more well-rounded. Very similar to JaVale but more well-rounded, better defender overall. They also went and signed our guy, Quinn Cook. This one hurts a little bit. Uh, The Warriors did have to rescind his qualifying offer because they're hard-capped at 138.9, whatever it is, and they couldn't afford his qualifying offer. So Quinn actually signs with the Lakers for two years, $6 million. So $3 million a year. Shout out, Quinn Cook. Uh, one of the many stories that I love in the NBA, seeing a guy go undrafted, fight his way onto a roster, and then get paid, and he's going to continue to get paid. He's going to be a rotation guy for the next 10 years. Um, And I'm excited to see him be somewhere where they actually utilize him correctly. He's going to have a role with this team all season. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays 82 games and actually plays in those games. Uh, One of the things I've been critical of Steve Kerr for is not using Quinn Cook all season and his shooting and floor stretching. And he's going to get a ton of open looks playing with LeBron and Anthony Davis. So, very happy for Quinn. Sucks he's on the Lakers, uh, personally, for my own personal taste. And sucks he's not a warrior anymore. But as far as him and his future uh, career and paying and all that stuff, couldn't be happier for him. I think he's going to kill it for the Lakers next year, which uh, I don't love because it's the Lakers. And then (laughs) the Lakers go and sign KCP, two years, $16 million. Whatever, dude. KCP, here's the deal. He got a terrible bit of advice from Rich Paul when he turned down five years, $80 million, with the Detroit Pistons. And because the Lakers had such a crush on LeBron, they knew that doing things for Rich Paul and Clutch would help possibly help get LeBron. And so they signed KCP to one year 18 million and then one year 12 million and now two years 16 million. By my math that comes out to 4 years 46 million dollars overall. Unless he gets a 34 million dollar deal next year from the Lakers, he came out on the wrong end of that decision. And look, I mean, he's, no one's crying for him because he's still making a buttload of money, but terrible decision, terrible advice for a guy who probably isn't worth the $46 million he's going to make over those four years either, you know? I mean, it's probably closer to his value, but still, uh, I I don't know. The, the KCP thing is definitely a Rich Paul Clutch favor-ish. I don't know. It's just a weird situation that is pretty interesting to me. So that's it as far as what the Lakers did, but they started to fill out their team. They still have Troy Daniels and uh, Jared Dudley. I do like the Cousins move. I still think Cousins has some ability, and I think that it was very tough coming back from the Achilles, obviously. And we'll start to see more of the closer to the regular DeMarcus Cousins uh, with the Lakers next year. Love the Quinn move. JaVale, Rondo, KCP, I don't know. You have the ability to sign them because you've had them uh, last year, but I I still don't don't love those moves, personally. So those were the effects that they had on the Warriors, which is Quinn and Cousins and JaVale. But the Warriors still have three open roster spots, and a couple other players came off the board. Marcus Morris signed with the Spurs, two years, 20 million, which seemed like the Lakers would be a shoe-in. Once Kawhi picked the Clippers, not the case. Marcus Morris is a spur, which is a weird, it's a weird thing to say, a spur. It's like saying someone is a an Oklahoma City Thunder. But anyways, Marcus Morris is a spur, so that option was off the table pretty much anyways because he's making $10 million over the next two years. Well, two years, $20 million, 10 years. 10 million a year. Uh, Stanley Johnson, who young 23-year-old good defender, he is now a Toronto Raptor, signed with them two years, 7.5. He was closer to an option for the Warriors, but then when you see what he signed for, Warriors wouldn't be able to make it work. So a couple more guys off the board, but I will say with the Warriors being so short at wing, there's still some options out there. We'll have to see what they can get done because, like I said, they still have uh, open roster spots. Uh, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Amon Shumpert, Justin Anderson, Damian Lee, Justin Holiday, Lance Stevenson. Like, there's options. Personally, I'd like to go younger, whether it's Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Justin Anderson, or Damian Lee, but Shumpert, Holiday, and Stevenson are all uh, close to 30, if not 30. So we'll have to wait and see. Jermichael Green is still out there, which is really interesting to me was with the Clippers last year. If the Clippers are willing to spend the money to re-sign him, because they have some version of his bird rights, I'm not sure which one, but the bottom line is it still allows them to re-sign him and go over the cap. If they decide to spend that money, I mean, that luxury tax bill will be pretty large, but you're Steve Ballmer. What the hell? Do it. But it'll be interesting to see where he goes. He would be good with the Warriors, but the bottom line is I don't think they can afford him. I think that is it for the actual moves that were made during uh, this weekend. But there is some really going on, and even though you can't take too much out of it, there's still little little nuggets, little things here and there. And I want to talk about those coming up next. You're on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. <laughs> Making you an old-fashioned today with the Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. Charles D. Hamilton, what's good? Uh, just went over some of the other moves that the Kawhi Leonard and Paul George decisions uh, made happen as far as the Lakers are concerned. Uh, Spurs got got a nice little player as well. The Memphis Grizzlies did a sign-in trade with DeLon Wright today or yesterday or whenever it was. He is now a Dallas Maverick. He signed for three years, $29 million. I really like DeLon Wright. I think he's a damn good player and a... a Good sized point guard at about 6'5". Solid shooter. Uh, That's a good get for Dallas. And Memphis, they wanted to give it all to John Morant. I mean, that's going to be their guy. So, what the hell. It is his team. But good move for Dallas. I really like it. Wanted to talk just a little bit about Summer League. Not a ton, because again, you, you have to take it all with a grain of salt, but... I'll do a more deep dive once Summer League is over, but the Warriors played at the California Classic in Sacramento, played a couple games there, uh, I think three games there, and then have had uh, two games in Vegas so far. And they have four, maybe five guys I'm interested in seeing. Uh, Jacob Evans, the three draft picks, Jordan Poole, Eric Paschal, and Alan Smilagich, and then Kai Bowman as well. who. They picked up as an undrafted free agent. And again, I've seen people say he's their two, He's on a two-way contract, but I've only seen it from like one source. So still waiting for it to be confirmed, but he's interesting. I, I wouldn't mind him being one of their two-way players. He's uh, got some serious defensive potential, like I said, similar to Patrick Beverley. I guess I'll just start with Kai Bowman. Similar to Patrick Beverley, just a dog out there. Uh, his defense is for real. Shot looks okay here and there. Obviously, still needs some work, but uh, good player, you know. Definitely worth the two-way contract. Jacob Evans, shot looks better. It's never going to be a strong suit. He's never going to be a 20-point score or anything. Shot looks better. The three is still, uh, still a work in progress. But the thing is, with a guy like him, you're just hoping 35% and you'll take it all day, all day long, which – Might be a little lofty for him, but still worth waiting to see. His defense is for real. He looks good in transition, uh, running the offense in transition. Some really bad passes. He's had a lot of turnovers. But, again, you can only take so much from a bunch of guys playing together for the very first time. This is, like, the most high-level pickup game you'll ever see. But I can see a little bit as to why the Warriors believe he can be a backup point guard. His handle's for real. And if you can get a guy with his size to be your backup point, that's that's big. Uh, Jordan Poole, jumper is smooth. Everything he does is smooth, real natural coming off screens and back cuts and uh, curls and all that stuff. So he'll fit into the offense. The problem is he's just missed a lot, like a lot. Took 14 threes in one game, and I think he hit two or three of them. Uh, legit handles and creation. Already good movement off the ball, like I just mentioned. Uh, if the shot starts falling at a respectable clip, like he's gonna be a nice offensive player. Um, and if Jordan, uh, excuse me, if uh, Jacob Evans doesn't work out at the p- backup point, I mean Jordan Poole could do it. Like his his handle is that that tight, that legit. His creation is is for real. So as long as the shot starts falling, I think they got themselves a nice player. But the fact that it hasn't fallen yet is a problem. Eric Paschal, guy's a jack of all trades. Uh, you saw one game, he drops 18, knocks down a bunch of shots. You see other games where, you know, he doesn't need to shoot as much. Shots not falling maybe, or he's just not taking the shots, but he's rebounding, he's battling. Uh, dude is jacked. He's he's a definitely a useful player and most likely to contribute for sure this year. Everyone else, it's a question mark. And then Smiley Geach, you see the flashes. The guy can put it on the ground, get to the hoop. He's had about at least one monster dunk every single game. And for a guy that's still 18, that's the thing you have to remember with him. He's still 18. This is all upside we're seeing. So, again, probably another year in the G League for the most part. But you see the flashes and you see why they're so in love with him. Uh, he only shot like 25% from three in the G League last year. If he can ever get that thing up there at a nice respectable uh, level, he'll be he'll be a player. He'll be a nice piece. So that's just quick, real quick Summer League stuff. We'll probably do a deeper dive once it's over, but that's it. That's all I got. Thank you guys so much for listening. One last thing I want to say, because I talked about the roster spots for the Warriors. Could it be someone from Summer League? Possibly. And maybe not even someone from their uh, Summer League team. Someone from another Summer League team. We'll have to wait and see. But just as I've been watching Summer League, It's like, oh, that guy, you know, that guy might be a fit. I can maybe do something. But, again, who knows? We'll just have to wait to hear it whenever they decide to fill out the rest of the roster. So there we go. Now I'm going to end it. Thank you guys so much for listening to Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. (laughs) Peace. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Bay Area sports fans. This is Ben Caspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider.